listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Welcome to another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16, which, what time is it right now? We're recording this at 9.30 in the morning, are we? It's basically 5, isn't it? Yeah, time for an Original 16. Tough one last well, night here. And, and hey, big shout out to Original 16 for the nice glasses they dropped off for us, some very special uh original 16 glasses with Broncos logos on them so big shout out to that they'll be using that on the deck this summer I'll tell you that much well and I think and uh, I I think those glasses are actually going to be made available in cases of original 16 so if you buy an 016 in Saskatoon you'll get a blades one uh, Regina Swift Current so on and so forth so 016 you know they've they've really done some great things with their uh, Western League partners and yeah customized 016 glasses it was nice to get a preview of those and I do believe that those will be coming to an SLGA outlet near you in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, it's going to get some use over the uh, summer, no question. All right, big one coming up this weekend. Uh, the Swift Current Broncos home and home with the Moose Jaw Warriors in Moose Jaw Friday night, uh, and you'll have another edition of Living Sky Casino Broncos Hockey. Yeah, two teams that are kind of grinding here through the final stretch of the season. Uh, two teams that are in that uh, kind of rebuilding phase, so it should be an exciting matchup. The games between the two teams this year have been rather exciting. Broncos 2-2 uh, two and two against Moose Jaw this year. Last time they were there, Jackson Koleski had a hat trick and a 6-3 win, so hoping that uh, that'll happen again on Friday night. Yeah, there's something special when any combination of Swift Current, Moose Jaw, Regina play each other, and uh, you know, granted they're not all in the same division anymore, nice of the league to still give us those six games a year against a non-divisional opponent, because yeah, something special when the, the Trans-Canada rivals meet up there, regardless of division. Saturday night's home game, we got to talk about it, because it's a big one, and that will be our WHL Suits Up to Promote Oregon Donation Game presented by Remax, where the Broncos will be donning those classic baby blue jerseys. Yeah, the ones from those old, what, 1970s Hockey Night in Canada style, those uh, baby blue uh, blazers they used to always wear on Hockey Night in Canada. So the jerseys are uh, customized in that way, and uh, they're also going to be made available for auction, but in the lobby only here at the rink. So if you want uh, one of those jerseys, they're not available online at the CHL auction site. It's only in venue, in the lobby. You can bid on those jerseys throughout the game. Absolutely, and we're uh, promoting organ donation by doing so. And those jerseys, and we, and we will have teasers on our social media campaigns or on our, our social media platforms to, to show people. And uh, they got a great look to them. Baby blue, they got the uh, four-leaf clover on the lapel of the jacket. And uh, on the neckband, then it says the Logan Boulay effect as well. So very, very cool, one-of-a-kind jersey that you'll have a chance to own by uh, auction for uh, Saturday night's game. Also, the first 1,500 fans will have a chance to win, uh, I think it's Ron and Don bobbleheads as well. Yeah, there's. Uh, I, think, I think the plan is to sort of give people kind of like little scratch-off tickets as they walk in. So the first 1,500 people in the building will get these little tickets, and you scratch it off, and it either, it either says uh, congratulations, you want a bobblehead, or thanks for coming kind of thing. So there's 1,000 bobbleheads to give away, so the first 1,500 people in the building will get one of these tickets, and your chance to uh, pick up one of those Ron and Don bobbleheads. Got one sitting on my desk right now, and I believe there's also a couple that are autographed as well. You can win those ones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can get, uh, there'll be a Don Cherry autographed jersey as well that will be available via the raffle as well and of course all proceeds going to benefit the kidney foundation and uh yeah lots of hard-working people in the area that uh, that really really go all out for the kidney foundation we're happy to support that that'll be this saturday's game our whl suits up to promote organ donation game presented by remax all right loaded show on uh, broncos this week yeah we got three different segments to get to here first up uh, broncos head coach uh, director of hockey operations dean brockman of course uh, our uh, 
down the pipeline for Crescent Point, we have Broncos seventh rounder Connor Havidston, who had an outstanding season with the Yorkton Maulers, uh, led his team in scoring, was named his team's MVP as a rookie this year, uh, and also our featured guest, uh, Broncos alum and current Belleville Senators defenseman Max Lajoie. Yeah, great to catch up with Max Lajoie, a fifth round bantam draft pick from a, a few years ago that uh, turned out pretty well for the Swift Current Broncos, and uh, he's had a handful of NHL games. We'll talk about his experiences both in Swift Current and with the Ottawa Senators organization. But as you mentioned, in the much more immediate future, a chat with Swift Current Bronco head coach Dean Brockman. That's next on Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast presented by Original 16, time for our coaches segment, and we are joined by Broncos head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman. Dean, a loss to the Brandon Wheat Kings on Wednesday. Another tough one here. Uh, the Wheat Kings, a very strong team. You knew it was going to be a big test coming in, and sure enough, a pretty uh, lopsided uh, ending score. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, certainly it's that time of the year. It's it's really difficult for everyone. Uh, it's difficult for fans. It's difficult for players, coaches, you know, staff. But you know, that's kind of the process that you have to go through. And uh, yeah, it's a long ways. Uh, you know, it's tough to watch and and go through it. And you know, I talked to the players about it. How you know difficult it must be for them after the game last night. But you know, you have to find. Uh, you know, character usually comes up front. You know, if you if you want to put something into it, you'll get something out of it. And uh, you know, unfortunately, last night, you know, it's just one of those games where every bounce goes the other way. And you know, we're not blind to the fact that you know at times we don't get the greatest of effort. But uh, you know, guys care, and, uh, and they certainly are. You know, trying to muster things up, but it's difficult at this time of the year for sure. You know, and Bose, you know the numbers better than I would, but it's been a lot of hockey for these boys recently. Uh, you know, you're playing every Wednesday, you're playing three, four times a week, and, uh, you know, we're getting to the month of March, and the days are getting longer. You know, just, just how are the kids holding up? Well, you know what, uh, that's, you know, that's the impressive thing. I think, uh, you know, everybody was on time and, uh, you know, at work today and, and trying to make themselves better. And, uh, you know, for them, uh, we're trying to bring the fun back in the game a little bit for them and, and show them how they can appreciate each other, uh, you know, in these times. Uh, you know, certainly it is a game for them. Obviously, it's a job for us, but it's a game for them where they, they need to relish moments, uh, you know, being around people that they may never see again, uh, you know, is certainly one of the messages. And, you know, just kind of enjoy the moments if you you can and yeah as much as it's it's hard to come to the rink every day and, and try and put those work boots on you have to go forward and uh, you have to push through and yeah this is the lowest of low times but you know what uh, again uh, you know all this uh, you know doom and gloom brings out character it brings you out experiences that you may need in life and uh, you know for all of us uh, you know you have to stay as positive as possible uh, a matter of finding that balance between keeping things fun and light and kind of cracking the whip a little bit? Yeah, you know what? That's right. There is always that balance, no matter uh, if you're playing really well or not. Uh, You know, I think you just have to build that relationship with that player and make them understand what's needed going forward or necessary and and things that they can't get into habits. You know, they have to learn how to be a Western Hockey League player consistently day in, day out. 
uh, you know, and that's, you know, through communication and through talking with them and getting to know them better. I've never been a big fan of uh, divulging the medical information of these players, but uh, having said that, some key personnel not in the lineup last night, uh, you know, Jackson Koleski, for example, that's uh, that's a big contributor that uh, that didn't go for you the past it, couple of games. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, uh, you know, with Jackson, lower body, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things, uh, the more you play on it, the worse it's going to get. And uh, you try and, you know, manage that the best you can. And, you know, Andrew and the team doctors and everybody have done a good job in trying to get him playing to this point. And, uh, you know, whether it goes beyond this point or anytime soon, we're unsure. But uh, I know he's doing everything in his power to make sure that uh, he's going to be ready for the weekend. You've got enough bodies on the roster to fill a full lineup despite those injuries. But uh, do you think about at some point getting some of the kids up if they're able to uh, leave their, their teams in midget? Yeah, you know, we've thought about it. And we've talked about it. I think the big thing for us is, you know, these guys have been the guys here that have kind of went through the, you know, the difficult times. And, you know, you want them to be the guys that try and work themselves through it, at, at, you know. But, you know, in saying that, if we have injuries and, uh, you know, we need guys on the roster, we'll certainly do that. Obviously, some guys uh, are going into their, you know, playoffs, uh, you know, so there's a lot of factors that come into that. And, yeah, you know, we'll examine that day by day if we feel we need to or if we feel we need to give someone a look that, you know, hasn't gotten it or we haven't seen or need to know where he's at, we'll do it. But, you know, for us, uh, you know, these are the guys that have been here. They care deeply about the organization and team, you know, so we want to make sure that, you know, they're still the guys that are going to care and, and you know, and, and try and put the work in every day this weekend uh home and home with moose jaw a team that's in a, a similar situation to your squad yeah you know what uh, i mean if you look at you know this highway is, hasn't been kind to any of the teams on it and uh you know the three best teams a few years ago are now the you know the three teams that are are trying to rebuild and reset these things and uh yeah you know what uh, moose is looking for a win uh, we're looking for a win you know, you hope that guys, uh, you know, can bring it, and I'm sure they're thinking the same thing. And one of those teams that you've kind of had success against this year, some high-scoring games between those two teams this year, so hoping that out, that'll also kind of help the offense get back on track too. Yeah, it would be great to just see teams, you know, play to their fullest capacity. I think that's the big thing. I think they're thinking that, we think that, and you know what, uh, again, you know, there it, it's a game where, you know, I know for us it's a business, and I've said that lots, but, you know, for them it's, you know, trying to restore that faith in, in what we're trying to accomplish Saturday night's game is going to be uh, one of those special suits up games where they're wearing the hockey night in Canada themed blazer jerseys and anything uh, any wardrobe changes for the coaches behind the bench <laughs> to uh, color coordinate yeah no no wardrobe changes but uh, <laughs> you know we're we're supporting the kidney foundation and then you know it, it's been uh, you know for us or for me personally and for people that are around they know exactly what the kidney foundation brings to the table uh, you know recently and and more importantly you know, people have had, uh, you know, in my life, cancer, you know, and had a kidney removed. And, you know, we know that uh, at times, and and obviously we haven't been the most entertaining, but here's a good cause. I think it's a great cause. You know, Don Sherry has done, you know, magnificent things for this foundation. And you know what, you know, support the team, support the foundation, and it should be a great night. Dean, thanks for this. Uh, we'll see you this weekend at Moose Jaw. Sounds good. Thanks, man. It's time to go down the pipeline. Presented by Crescent Point. Davies scores a hat trick for Josh Davies. But we take a look at the next generation of Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast. It's time to go down the pipeline for Crescent Point. And we are joined on the phone by Broncos prospect Connor Havitston. Connor, how are you doing today? 
Good. How are you? Doing good, thanks. Uh, I know your regular season wrapped up here. You were playing with the Yorkton Maulers of the Saskatchewan Midget Hockey League, and uh, it could take 20 minutes here to run down the awards that you won at your team awards this year. You were top forward, most sportsman like rookie of the year, team MVP. I mean, what a what an incredible season it looked like it was for you. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. You know, you were heading into your first uh, full midget, uh, full midget triple A season. You know what? Uh, wh- what do you think went right for you this year? Um, well, I think uh, as an individual, it was a good season for me. I don't think our team finished the way we wanted to, but I think uh, I was producing lots of offense, so that was good, making plays. Now, for, for playing on a, a team that's kind of struggling like that, it gives you an opportunity to sort of play in all situations, though, doesn't it? Because I know you scored six power play goals. You had a shorthanded goal in there as well. So you were kind of given the opportunity to play every single role this season, weren't you? Yeah, played lots of everything. It was good. You uh, you were drafted by the Swift Current Broncos last year in the WHL Bantam draft. Uh, you know, what was it like getting that call that uh, that you were picked up by a WHL team? Uh, super exciting, you know, like, as from a little kid, I've always wanted to be drafted in the WHL, hopefully play there someday. It was really exciting, you know, stay local in Saskatchewan here. What uh, what were you doing on what were you doing on draft day? Were you, were you at school or were you kind of sitting there on your phone refreshing uh, the page every every 30 seconds or so? Um, yeah, we were actually at a badminton tournament for our school and uh, I was sitting in the bleachers just refreshing the page as much as I could, just waiting. You you a two-sport athlete? Is badminton like something that uh, keeps you in shape in the off-season too? Uh, yeah, badminton. I play baseball. Yeah, a little bit of golf too there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, your season in Yorkton, you know, you talked about it, the wins and the losses weren't really there, but, uh, you know, yourself, you led the team in scoring 14 goals, 14 assists in, in 41 games, I believe it was. Do you think that, uh, you know, how do you think your experience at a WHL camp with, with the Broncos helped you prepare for, for what turned out to be a good season in AAA Midget? Um, yeah, it definitely, it's a lot higher pace. So I went from Bantam AA, which is, kind of slower and then it right into swift currents camp which is really fast everything's everything's harder faster and then went to midget triple a i feel like i was more prepared did you enjoy that experience at camp here i mean what uh, what did it kind of feel like to step on the ice with some guys who were like six years older than you yeah it was good low like uh i was really nervous going into it but a few days in i was good you're a good camp yeah, no, and it was good seeing you here. You're you're heading into an off season right now that's starting maybe a little bit sooner than you would have liked. But uh, you know, what are some of the things that you're gonna work on uh, between now and uh, your next Swift Current Bronco training camp this fall? Um, I need to get cardio. I need to get better cardio and um, stronger legs for skating. I think will be my main focus. It looks like you've pretty much always been a scorer uh, at every level you played. I mean, 20 goals as a rookie in Bantam, 27 the next year, and then you led your team in scoring this year for Midget. So safe to say that the the offense has always been kind of a, a strong suit of your game. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been a goal scorer, playmaker since since I was little. You know, you you got uh, you got some off season work ahead of you. What are you hoping for next year? Um, well. I think I'll just probably go back to Yorkton and play for the Maulers, but um, hopefully get get some junior 
with the Malford Mustangs in there. When it comes Try to crack your spot. When it comes to your your offensive production, did you did you feel like you kind of reached the expectations you had for yourself this season on a, on a kind of personal note? Oh yeah, for sure. I didn't I didn't think I was going to do that good going into the year. I was nervous at the start. Didn't get my first goal for like five ten games in. I mean, how much of it is kind of a, a confidence factor? Because once you sort of get that first goal, I know there was a stretch uh, partway through this season where you scored seven goals in eight games. So is it just kind of a, a confidence thing that helped you out, do you think? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, hey, Connor, I appreciate you taking our call here. Uh, congrats on a, an awesome rookie season in Midget. And uh, best luck next year. And we'll see you at uh, training camp in the fall, okay? Yeah, thank you so much. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. All right, on the telephone right now from Belleville, Ontario, Swift Current Bronco alum Max Lejoie. How's things today, Max? Good, good. Just finished up practice. Uh, things are going well. Our team's doing really good, so pretty, pretty excited. It's a new uh, American League team. They've been there for a couple of years now. I went to school in Belleville, and they had the OHL team there back then. So what's the, the fan support been like for the Senators since they moved into uh, Belleville there? It's been pretty good, actually, um, especially this year. You know, has a good team this year. It's in first where we get more and more fans every every game. Uh, we get the odd fans that always ask us, uh, oh, are you guys the Bulls? But, no, they've been pretty good. We uh, Last week's guest on the podcast was Brett Lerno, a former teammate of yours and a guy that I imagine you've uh, crossed paths with a few times in the AHL, eh? Yeah, yeah, crossed paths uh, a little bit with him. Uh, it's always nice to play against guys you played with. You know, uh, talk about your memories as a Swift Current Bronco. I guess we'll start back at the beginning. Uh, 2012, you were a fifth-round draft pick of the Swift Current Broncos. You know, what do you remember about uh, about that whole process? Um, I just remember being at school uh, with uh, one of my buddies that also got drafted, uh, Sachenko. That was a goalie for, for Musha. We went to the same school, so we were kind of just hanging out all day looking to see when if it was going to happen. And it was just pretty exciting to be with friends and stuff like that. So I was, I was pretty happy when it did happen. How nerve wracking of an experience is that as a 15 year old guy who's probably thought about playing in the Western league for years and years and finally have that draft day come got to be kind of, you know, nerve wracking sitting there waiting to see your name pop up on the screen. Yeah, I did. I was constantly refreshing my phone, even though, you know, people aren't allowed on their phones at school, whatever. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I was just on my phone all day and just trying to see, if my name came up or not and you know it gets nervous get nervous when you see uh, other people's names come up and stuff like that so but no it it was a pretty good experience and yeah it's a good memory you played a triple a midget in calgary as a 16 year old you got in one game as a as a member of the swift current broncos that year uh what do you remember about uh, about playing triple a midget as opposed to jumping into the western league as a 16 year old Was, was that a conversation or was the the thought to always go triple a midget um, I think it was just, um, you know, Mark Lamb was the coach at the time, um, and he kind of made that decision, and I really thank him for that decision because I think it was it was probably the best thing for me, um, just to get another year in midget and be more confident, and you know, come in the next year after, you know, knowing what kind of game I can play and and stuff like that. So I really appreciate what he did. It's kind of a good lesson for, for other players, too, who think that they want to make that jump and they want to be in the Western League as soon as possible, obviously. But it's not always the worst thing to play that second year of, of midget to, to get yourself more prepared, is it? Yeah, no, it's it, like I said, it was really good for me. And 
yeah, you, you never know when, you know, your time will come. So, I mean, having that second year was huge. Um, so, yeah, it, it's worked out for me. Yeah, it, well, clearly it did because then you jump into the Western League as a 17-year-old in that 2014-15 season. And right away as a rookie, you put up 40 points. Uh, the, the transition from AAA midget to, to major junior seemed to be a seamless one for you. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but yeah, it nope. was uh, a good good transition. Um, I mean, I had a lot of good players that were on that team, and I got a lot of opportunity from the coaches, um, you know, with power play and stuff like that. So, you know, I got a good chance and just made the most out of it. Your first game, uh, Swites mentioned you played that one game as a, as a 16-year-old. Uh, your first ever game was in Saskatoon. Looks like New Year's Day 2014. Uh, what do you remember about that uh, that game? Uh, I remember not being able to go out with friends on uh, New Year's Eve um, <laughs> because my my flight was at, uh, I think, 7 in the morning on the 1st. Uh, but, no, I was pretty excited. Um, I can't remember if we won or not, but I remember I only had one shift. I didn't <laughs> touch the puck. So it was, uh, wasn't your typical first game. Um, but, no, it was still pretty exciting, and I was just happy to be there. Yeah, and, and you know, a solid rookie campaign with those uh, 40 points in 2015 and 16. A bit of a tough year for the team, I would imagine, because uh, I remember we were certainly sellers at the trade deadline, and, uh, you know, you had to say goodbye to uh, to a lot of guys that you'd been to war with, eh? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, obviously, every year it's different for all the teams if you're sellers or buyers. So, I mean, everyone goes through that, so especially that year it was a little tough. You being a late birthday, you weren't uh, draft eligible until the following year, so that kind of maybe also played a bit in your favor too because you had that good rookie campaign, but you get more adjusted to playing in the Western League against bigger and stronger players to, to give you that second year to kind of prove your draft stock too. Yeah, no, it's, it was pretty nice to have that extra year um, just to even build my game even more. Uh, so, yeah, no, I was, I guess, kind of lucky that I'm a uh, November birthday. Yeah, and you know, with your time as a Bronco, you really got to see the extremes of the team here. You know, you had that 15, 16 year where, where you guys were sellers at the deadline and a lot of guys moved out. And then that memorable 16, 17 year, that 14 game playoff run and the first Bronco second round appearance in a while. I mean, that's that's a big shift going year over year, eh? Yeah, it was uh, it was a big difference. I mean, I, I think I remember, I think in the bottom three of the league that one year and then uh, for for the next year for us to, you know, take on, you know, the number one ranked Regina in the second round and, you know, be up 3-1 and, you know, go against those guys. It was, it was pretty big for us, and, yeah, it was a big change for me. That uh, that playoff series with Moose Jaw that went seven games with you guys eventually winning game seven in Moose Jaw, what do you remember about that? Because I just remember the, the town was going nuts, and it must have been a, a fun series to be on the ice. Yeah, it was uh, it was really intense. Uh, I mean, whenever you play a team that many times in that short amount of days, it's there's rivalries that get built. Um, and obviously, being with Musha, there's already a rivalry there. But yeah, it was just it was a crazy series, and even the fans were getting into it. So it was, it was pretty awesome. Over the the three full seasons that you played here, you played with a ton of guys who are who are now playing pro or even in the NHL with guys like Jake DeBrusque and Colby Cave, but even you know the Glenn Goddens and the the John Martins and Tyler Steenbergens. I mean, there was so much talent on those teams. Your your whole three years here must have been kind of nice having all these you know high end type of guys in in your locker room all the time. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool having those guys. You know, you you look at them look at them now. Even you know like Lowry, uh, just. I came with him in the summer. Um, he's he's been an amazing player in the NHL. You know, Debrusque, you know, I still talk to to a bunch of those guys. So it's it's nice to 
to know that you're at the same spot as those guys and you can all talk about it. You were eligible to come back here for the uh, 17-18 season, but uh, you you started playing pro as a 20-year-old. Uh, I imagine your rookie season pro hockey in, in Belleville and some time in Brampton of the ECHL. I imagine that kept you focused, but uh, were you paying attention to what was going on back in Swift during that uh, championship year? Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, to say I wasn't thinking about, you know, if I was there, uh, I would be lying. Um, so yeah, but no, I was definitely keeping track of, of what they were doing and, and how, how well they were doing. And it was pretty cool to see, see them win, win it all at the end. You must've kind of known that they were building towards that because you were there just the year yeah. prior. You knew how good the team was, how many guys could come back. So you must've known they were going to give it a good run the following year. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, I knew there was only maybe two of us, three of us that were leaving. Um, and we had a really good team. So it was it was definitely on the on the way there, so I was uh, pretty happy to see them win. You uh, you know when we talk to guys uh, alums like yourself on the podcast, they often talk about how junior hockey was some of the best memories of their life, and they made lifelong friends. You know, we'll we'll give you a chance to do some name dropping here. Who are some guys from the the Swifty days that you know you're still in touch with day to day? Steve Bergen, uh, I'd say probably the most. Uh, I, t- I, I was playing video games with him and him and uh, Peterson actually yesterday. Um, so yeah, those two guys, uh, Godin, you know, those guys, uh, the guys mostly my age. Um, but yeah, it's been, I've seen Kane Nelder a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a few guys for sure. That first year in pro hockey, 17-18, you get into 56 games uh, with the Belleville Senators. So that jump from junior to, to pro, it's huge. Uh, I mean, how did you feel your rookie campaign went to in the American League? Uh, I thought it went well. Uh, obviously, our team wasn't, you know, we didn't do it as well as we wanted to. Um, but, yeah, I thought it went well. It's uh, it's a whole other level of play. It's a lot faster. Uh, it's a little scr- more scr- scrambly, and guys are, are out there to try and hit you a lot. So, I mean, it was a tough t- transition, but overall I thought it, it went pretty well. One game in the ECHL as well with the uh, Brampton Beast. Uh, what do you remember about the ECHL experience? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, some, some special, um, I was just down there for a conditioning stint because of my shoulder injury. So, um, it was a quick down and down and up again, but, uh, no, it was, uh, it was kind of weird. You know, there's only three forward lines and I think 60. So it's uh, a little bit different. Uh, the travel in the American League, Belleville is kind of, I don't want to say centralized, but we've talked to guys like Brett Lerno who played in Newfoundland. So you're a lot closer than that. What is your, yeah. your travel schedule like playing in Belleville? It's uh, it's pretty good. We only have, I'd say, three or four long road trips during the year uh, that are probably six, seven hours. Um, but other than that, all our all our games are between, say, two hours and four hours away. So it's it's pretty good. What's what's time like on the bus in the pros compared to to junior hockey? Is it the the same old bus trip? Do do things change? The the card games change, or is there still card games? You know, what do you pass the time with? Uh, it's, it's all the same. The only thing that changes is, uh, there's money on the, on the line if you play cards <laughs> in, the, in pro. So that's the only thing that changes. The, uh, the following season, I, I think, uh, to the surprise of a lot of Senators fans and you cracked the Ottawa Senators team out of training camp. Uh, how did you feel the camp was going? Did you kind of know you were making an impact as camp was moving forward? Uh, I felt good about my camp. Uh, obviously, uh, the year before I played a couple of exhibition games. Um, so, I mean, when you do that, you get a little bit more confidence. So I had, 
had good confidence going into camp that year and I just you know played my game and things worked out pretty well yeah, your NHL debut, I mean, we were just watching the highlights of it today prior to chatting with you. I mean, that, that game, I mean, from, from the stat sheet, it was spectacular for you. You know, how, how was that first NHL game experience? Uh, it was crazy. I mean, I, I, uh, I kind of look back at it and still can't really believe that that was my first game. Um, just, just from my first, I think, first two shifts, I had, had a two-on-one and I hit the crossbar and you know it was, it was just something crazy for me and then to obviously score the goal and get an assist and have everyone there to to watch was uh, pretty special. Well and a couple of games later you had an even better game I know that the Senators lost 7-4 to Philadelphia but you had an assist and two power play goals so in your first four NHL games you got five points like are you just on cloud nine at that moment? Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't. I didn't really know what was going on. Um, it was uh, pretty crazy, you know. Played playing with some good players, uh, so that that helped a lot. Um, but yeah, in the NHL, I mean, guys know where you are, and uh, passes are always on the tape. So it was. Uh, I wouldn't say it was easy, but it was. Uh, guys could find you. Yeah, and in that first NHL game as well, uh, you know, after meeting your parents when you were part of the Bronco organization, nice to see uh, mom and dad get a little FaceTime on TSN uh, also, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I definitely saw my mom after the game. I saw the video of her crying. And I, I know my dad was tearing up too, so it was pretty special to have them. And, you know, my grandparents and all my friends from Calgary came down, so it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I always like hearing the stories of the the sort of welcome to the NHL moment for guys uh, making the team out of camp. What do you think your your welcome to the league moment was? Um, like best memories you, well, you think something of the like first couple kind of, games? Something kind of like shocked you, like okay, now I'm in the NHL now. Uh, I'd say I think I can't remember which how many games in it was, but it was uh, Crosby was coming down on me on a one on one. I was kind of like. <laughs> freaking out i was like oh my god is this really happening right now and kind of got really nervous <laughs> yeah he lost the puck so i, I got lucky <laughs> yeah you've uh how's your season going this year we see that uh, you played six games with the big club uh, in belleville uh, you know 11 assists and uh, you know how's uh, how's the season going for you good good i mean uh there's ups and downs obviously every year um but i think my games i'm just building it right now so it's been going good. We got a really good team. Like I said, we're we're sitting in first place right now, and we got a lot of young guys. I think so. Um, yeah, it's been going really well. With getting you know called up to the to the National Hockey League and then you know returned to the AHL, what are the conversations like with? Is it management you're talking to? Is it the coaches that you're talking to when they're when they're bringing you up and, and sending you back down? Yeah, it's management and coaches. Um, they you know they they meet with us. Whenever one of those things happens, um, so no, it's been pretty pretty good com- communication. When you played here, uh, I remember your physical conditioning was ridiculous. I, you had a super low percentage of body fat. Uh, your elite prospects has you listed at 196 pounds now. You're you're a little bigger than the the Bronco fans would remember you. Uh, a little bit. I mean, I came into camp this year at um, I think yeah one 198, 199. Um, a little too heavy, so. Uh, now I'm back down to, to 190, 191, uh, just a little more slim. So, But, yeah, no, definitely a little bit bigger than the Bronco days. I guess that's kind of a necessity too, right, because instead of playing against yeah. you know, 18, 19, you're playing against I mean, guys who are like 35 years old. Yeah, guys with families and, you know, <laughs> older guys. So, yeah, you gotta you got to bulk up a little bit. What, uh, what, are you, what are you hoping to accomplish between now and the end of the season? 
Um, right now, it's just, you know, winning games. I mean, we, uh, like I said, we have a really good team and we really want to play till, till June. So, I mean, that's our main focus. And for me personally, I just want to keep improving my game and, you know, help my team win. You mentioned that uh, you guys have a lot of young players in your team. The Ottawa Senators certainly going through a major rebuild and kind of stockpiling all these young players. So to be one of those young guys on this team, it's got to be kind of exciting knowing that uh, you've got a serious chance to be a huge part of that team moving forward. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, like I said, our I think our average team is like, or our, our age is like 23 or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have all these young guys and, you know, we're all going through it at the same time. Um, pretty cool for me i get to live with you know guys my age and playing with uh josh norris and alex formanton to two guys that are having unbelievable unbelievable rookie seasons um so it's been pretty cool to be with them and you know be with guys guys my age so it's been fun yeah and and looking at that roster there's some familiar faces on there for for western hockey league fans you know morgan klimchuk who uh played in regina pa raider alum parker kelly do you guys ever uh swap stories about the western league days oh yeah klimchuk's always chirping me about how they always beat us and stuff like that and you know he wasn't there i guess when we when we uh we played him in playoffs but that year so um but no it's it's been good and and really good friends with parker and it's been nice to have guys uh from the western league because there's a lot of guys from the the ohl over here so it's been uh pretty good to have those guys uh the I mean, moving forward in your organization, I wonder if you can give us some maybe instant analysis. The Senators made a big trade today to pick up some more, you know, pieces for the future with J.G. Pajot going to the Islanders. It kind of adds more to that uh, that cupboard for the future for the organization, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, uh, Pajot was a great guy, and, you know, he he really helped me out a lot last year, so it's kind of sad to see him go. Um, but, yeah, no, they're, they're definitely building for the future, and it's uh, pretty exciting. Speaking of guys who, who helped you out when you got to the NHL, I mean, who were some of the other players who kind of took you under their wing, so to speak, uh, that, that last season? Um, CC took me under his wing uh, just because I, I played with him. Um, obviously, DeMello, those older guys, uh, Borowitzki. And, and then I, I lived with Craig, Craig Anderson, so he, he really helped me a lot. Uh, he was really nice and, you know, let me live in his house for, for no rent. So that was, that was pretty nice of him. Uh, but no, we got along really well, and I uh, can't thank him enough for for what he did. What this time on the calendar, NHL trade deadline? You know, what's it like for for guys in in your spot, in your organization, and in your league right now? Are you refreshing the phone every fifteen minutes, seeing what the latest move is, and thinking you might be one of them? Uh, yeah, I think everyone everyone who's not a you know guarantee is is pretty pretty nervous. Um, I think every actually everyone is probably nervous. Uh, you never know what happens. Um, but yeah, during practice, there's there's a couple guys on the bench, our trainers and stuff. So we go over and ask them what's going on and if anything's going on. So but yeah, I think everyone's just nervous, and I think everyone's going to be happy when uh, three o'clock hits here. Looking over your your stat lines from previous years, I mean, you were a pretty steady Eddie type of guy here with Swift Current. You put up about forty points all three years here, and uh, your stat lines from your your season in the American League are pretty similar as well. Do you feel like your game has transitioned enough that you can play the same kind of style you did in junior into the pro ranks? Yeah, a little bit. Um, definitely, my confidence is is going is going up um, the more I play, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I think my style is you know two way so. Just trying to focus on my defensive zone first, but uh, obviously there's some offensive stuff that I can do. 
I want to ask you about uh, someone that you'd certainly have fond memories of in Swift Current. Uh, a few games ago, we had a pregame presentation for Charmaine Westbury as she's uh, stepping down as the billet coordinator, and she got a big ovation from the fans here in Swift Current. And uh, you're someone who spent uh, some time under Charmaine's roof. Uh, what do you remember about her? Yeah, she she was awesome. Um, you know, she she never never complained. Was always you know making me dinner when when I needed my pregame and stuff like that. So she, she was awesome. And, you know, we had two guys usually living there and uh, it was just a really good, good house to be in. And uh, yeah, I'm really proud of, proud of what she did and uh, can't thank her enough. You mentioned uh, the guys that you were kind of close with during your, your playing days here, but what are some of the other things about Swift current uh, from your, your time here that you kind of remember and, and think about fondly when, uh, whenever it comes up? Uh, just, just how close everyone was every year. Um, I mean, obviously, we all know it's a, it's a small town. There's not a lot of extra things to do um, outside of, of the rink for us. So, you know, we just hung, hung out a lot as a, as a team. And, you know, every guy was – there was no little small groups and stuff like that. So it was just a really close group every year. How was that transition for you? Because, I mean, you're a Calgary kid. You're in a city of more than a million people and then coming to play in Swifty. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think my community in Calgary is almost bigger than, than Swift Current. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was a big change, obviously. But like I said, it, just, it was nice to have everyone hang out all the time and stuff like that. And now I'm in Belleville. It's kind of a similar situation. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit bigger. I think it's around 50,000. But uh, same thing. There's not much to do other than at the rink. So we hang out a lot, play video games a lot. So it's, uh, it's uh, pretty similar to Swift. Your your day to day life as a pro hockey player is it somewhat similar to what it was when you played junior? I mean, is, is there things that you did here that kind of helped to get ready for what you're doing now? Uh, yeah, obviously there's no more school, so that's kind of <laughs> kind of nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's you just go to the rink in the morning, work out, uh, get treatment whenever you can or whenever you want, um, and then practice. And then yeah, after that you just kind of go home hang out with the guys or, or do something. You mentioned a couple times that uh, playing video games is a big part of your downtime. What's uh, what's the most popular game amongst pro hockey players these days? Uh, right now, our team is uh, the new Call of Duty. Uh, I know, obviously, Fortnite is, is still <laughs> probably up there. Um, but I'd say Call of Duty and NHL are actually my favorite right now. Well, Max, uh, we greatly appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us amongst the uh, busy schedule here. I imagine as soon as you're done with us, you might be checking your phone again to see what the latest moves are. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we hugely appreciate you taking some time here today, man. No problem at all. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thank you to our guests this week, prospect Connor Havidston, who had a great midget AAA year in Yorkton, Max Lejoie of the Belleville Senators, and uh, nice to get the assessment of last night's game from head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman, as well. Yeah, not a, not a bad episode this week. Uh, thanks to all three of those guys for uh, their time uh, over the course of this week to, to fill up uh, this week's show. Broncos will be looking so fresh and so clean this Saturday night when they host the Moose Jaw Warriors. It is our WHL Suits Up to promote 
organ donation presented by Remax Game. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome night here. Obviously, the Broncos wearing those really cool uh, baby blue themed 1970s or so hockey night in Canada uh, jerseys. So uh, an excellent uh, cause for those ones, as mentioned off the top of the episode. You can bid on those only in the venue. So sometimes there's been the special jerseys which are available for auction online, but that's not the case here today. You can only bid on those jerseys in the rink on Saturday night. So make sure you come out. And if you want one of those jerseys, you're going to have to come out and uh, put some bids put, put, put some bids on them. Yep. You need a bidder to bid and a bidder to buy. The first 1,500 fans as well will have a chance to win uh, one of 1,000 bobbleheads as well. And there's two signed bobbleheads uh, available to be won. Nice little Ron and Don bobbleheads that will be available this weekend too. All right. Home and home with Moose Jaw coming up. Living Sky Casino. Swift Current Broncos hockey is online tomorrow night. Last meeting with uh, the Moose Jaw Warriors this year. I think that's the last meeting with a Saskatchewan-based team as well because the Broncos are only playing Central Division opponents down the stretch here. So last time to see a Saskatchewan rivalry this weekend. Uh, Broncos in Moose Jaw Friday and then home to the Warriors on Saturday. Thanks to Connor Havitston, Dean Brockman, and Max Lejoie for joining us this week on the Broncos This Week podcast presented by Original 16. Get me an Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week presented by Original 16.